Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Recently, there had been something pulling me back to the street where I lived as a child. A street as unspectacular as it was peculiar. Selin Street had the feel of a different world, and that is because each and every single house in our little neighbourhood looked exactly the same way. Not only did we have the same post box and the same wooden window frames, but I swear we even had the same type of flowers growing in our gardens. Those little houses painted in the same shade of dark ocean blue have a very peculiar architecture to them. They are all rather narrow, but reach up quite high to assure that there would always be enough space if more homes needed to be added to the neighbourhood. You would never expect such an awfully individual style being copied, but here they were. Twenty identical homes holding very non-identical inhabitants. You would assume that all the pastel yellow painted garages hold the same car as well, but as far as I know, my parents were the only ones owning a vehicle, or at least I'd never seen anyone else in one before. Luckily, our street wasn't the only place for me to go, or maybe I would have turned insane over the years. Our street was rather high up on a small hill overlooking the town where I went to school, where we would buy our food and clothes and where dad would go to work. I loved the cycle down to the town, feeling unstoppable with a wind in my back. The way up home was always a drag however, especially as I had to count not to miss our home when I pulled into our street. It was the fourth house on the left for most of the time. When I was six or seven, I had the brilliant idea to hang up a little sign for me to know where to look or draw a number down on the pavement with chalk, but every time I would come back to look for our home, the signs I made were always gone. I believe mum removed them as soon as she spotted a change to our copy-paste home. She didn't want our home to stick out next to the neighbours. When I was younger, I would always wonder how my parents were able to find our home in between all the other ones, especially if we came home at night from visiting the town. I would sit in the back of the car, my eyes all sleepy and my thoughts unorganised 
like I had just been swallowed into a different dimension. Dad would pull into our street, and for a moment, I would fear that we would never find our way back. With an eerie feeling in my gut, I would shut my eyes and hope that Dad would carry me inside the right place. How can it be my home if I can't even recognize it? A voice in my head would shout. Though, deep inside, I knew I could trust Dad to bring us to the right place. Mom, on the other hand, seemed to have problems with it at times. Even if she never would confess it to us, I swear that she accidentally slipped through the yellow door of our neighbour from the opposite side of the street on more than one occasion. I knew she had to be going there by accident, as she had lectured me many times that we were never to visit any of the neighbours on Selen Street. For a child, the world is still quite blank. Your parents tell you what is right and wrong, and you have no other choice than to believe them. My mum never wanted me to bring home any friends. There were no other children on our street except for the baby on house 8 on the right side. I'd see mother and child taking a stroll down the street from time to time, and the mum would smile and wave. A few times she even invited me inside, and asked if I would like to babysit a little girl, but... I always politely declined. If I wanted to meet friends, I would have to go down to the town. Dad would often drive me. I think he could sense that I was getting a little lonely up there. I bet we can convince your mom to let a friend visit sometime, he'd say in a compassionate voice. She's just a little protective, but I'm sure she won't let us stay all alone up on the hill forever, he'd joke but I knew he didn't like it much either that we hardly ever had any visitors. Things were about to change though, after an event that I still find hard to make sense of. I was just finishing with school, and normally Dad and I would drive up together, but he was stuck at work longer, so I decided to take a walk up to our neighbourhood. The road went quite far up, and so I was slightly exhausted when I spotted the sign of Selen Street. I walked down the street and made sure to count to the fourth house. The door wasn't locked. Mom, I'm home, I shouted. She didn't respond for a moment. I was afraid that she had mixed up our house again, that she was inside the home of the smiling woman from the opposite side of the street. But when I spotted the boy standing in the doorway to the garden that looked exactly the same as ours, I realised that I was the one standing in the wrong house. Are you the kid that lives next door? The pale kid with freckles said. Yeah, I'm Felix. Are you new here? Sure am. Dad and I... Joshua, the boy doesn't really live next door. Their home just makes it appear that way. The voice of a man interrupted us. I assumed it was the father of the boy named Joshua. You don't? Joshua said with a disappointed look on his face. You said I'd make friends here, Dad. That's not fair. Well, maybe you can show Felix your swing set in the garden. And if he likes it, he can stay. I wasn't sure what to say to that. I knew Mum would certainly not approve of me being here. But then again, these were our neighbours, and Joshua seemed really nice. The rest of that afternoon is a blur. I know I followed Joshua to the garden. Outside was the same big tree we had in our garden, and I spotted what I assumed was their swing set. 
I'm not sure how it happened, but somehow I must have gotten stuck inside the rope of the wooden swing. The last thing I remember seeing was Joshua's smile, but as I woke up, hardly being able to breathe anymore, I heard the screams and shouting of my parents. Dad picked me up and we drove to the hospital. For days, my throat was all red and blue and painful. When we got back from the hospital, Dad was angrier than I'd ever seen him before. I wanted to explain that it wasn't my fault, that I had counted the wrong number of houses, but my parents wouldn't listen. Instead, I was sent to my bedroom. Here, pressed against the door, I listened to them fight for hours. I built this insane monstrosity of a house for you. I tried, I really did, but I can't do this any longer. This isn't right. This isn't right for me, and it certainly isn't for Felix. I love you, George, but I can't leave. You know I can't. I'm sorry, my mother said in a vibrating voice. Yes, you can, and you should. You need to let go, Miran. I couldn't hear what she said next, but that night, Mum came to my room, her eyes all black from the tears. I thought she would ask me to stay or try to explain, but all she did was tell me to go with Dad, that I could come and visit when I was older. My father was not an emotional man, and we never talked about feelings much. I knew he despised talking about our old home on Selen Street. I knew the pain he felt when thinking about Mum, who we had lost touch almost entirely. But I was 18 by now, old enough to decide for myself if I wanted to forgive my mother for choosing a house over me. I knew it was time to go back, but before I could do so, I had to talk to my father about the night we tried to forget, the night in which I visited the wrong house. I was older now, and I understood that whatever happened that night wasn't an accident. Dad and I were having breakfast in the kitchen as I told him about my plans to visit our old hometown and see Mom. While he looked hurt, I could also tell that he understood. He was actually quite compassionate until I brought up the night. I know we should have talked about this years ago, sending you to a therapist but not speaking to you about it was cowardly, but you were just so young. I could never have predicted that the loneliness would make you take such measures. Dad suddenly had tears in his eyes. What are you talking about, Dad? I had other friends. I wasn't lonely. It was just nice to suddenly have a kid my age live next door. I know I shouldn't have walked inside Joshua's house, but you know it probably wouldn't have happened if we had a freaking number on ours. I said half-jokingly. Joshua? Felix, I thought we made you understand that there was no Joshua. Yeah, yeah, I know. I guess I had to leave after what happened. Dad's eyes opened wide. Felix, what's going on? You almost sound like your mother. There was never a boy named Joshua who lived next to us. Nobody lived next to us. That was the whole issue. Your mother wanted to have a house on that hill and the solitude slowly made her go crazy. Apparently, it rubbed off on you. What the hell, Dad? What do you mean? I nervously laughed. There were like 20 houses just like ours. The blue houses and the yellow garages. This really isn't funny, Dad. 
Dad put an arm on my shoulder. Boy, I can assure you, there was no other houses like ours. Your mother drew the concept of the building herself. We built it for her because it was a dream home. She was so heartbroken after her mother passed away. I thought nothing could ever make her happy again until we built the house on the hill. For the fraction of a second, he smiled. I could accept being up there in the solitude with all her strange ways, even not getting visitors. But when you try killing yourself in that backyard and she didn't want to leave, I just couldn't take it anymore. I knew mum was really young when grandma died. I never even had the chance to meet her. Suddenly, it made sense how my father always laughed when I talked to him about all the other houses on our street. He thought I was being sarcastic in a time where I didn't even know what that meant. But mum spoke to me about the neighbours many times. She saw them too. And she tried to protect me from them. Mum didn't draw a house she made up. She drew something that she saw, and that I saw. My memories of Selen Street were blurry, but somehow simultaneously crystal clear. I knew there had to be a reason my mum never wanted to leave that place, and I was about to find out why. With a knot in my stomach, I drove up the small hill leading to Selen Street. As I pulled into the road, I could already spot the row of blue houses, just the way I remembered them. I tried counting the houses on the left side of the street, but I couldn't tell which one was ours. So many years had passed, but they all still looked exactly the same way. But then I looked to the right side of the street, and there she was. My mother. Her hair had more grey strains now, and her face had crinkles, but her smile was just as warm and her face just as loving. She was sitting on the porch next to the woman she would visit when we were younger. Mum had certainly aged, but the other woman looked just the way she did back then. I'd never noticed before how similar she looked to my mother. Felix? Mum whispered. She got up from the porch, but looked hesitant. Her hands were shaking. At that moment, I wanted to scream shout at her for leaving me. But when I saw her tear-filled eyes, I couldn't help but run inside her arms the way I always would as a child. Our house might have been the only real one in the street to the eyes of someone else, but Mum and I knew that this house was the only copy. The imposter house. We weren't supposed to live there. Selen Street was a place for lost souls. I assume when mum realised that grandma was stuck there in one of the blue houses, she thought she could trick the neighbourhood if she simply built a house just like theirs. And so we lived in a street that didn't exist, in a neighbourhood that only mum and I could see. She made a decision all those years ago to stay and protect the soul of her mother. Now, I think she deserves to have someone help her with the job. Joshua and his father both still live on the other side of the street. The woman and a baby girl still take strolls down the road. Grandma sits on a porch with a friendly and warm smile. It gets hard sometimes not to mix up our home with the other ones, especially as the neighborhood has been growing over the years. But 
I don't mind. I'll just have to be extra careful not to visit any house that isn't our copy-paste one. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.